conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Look at this hoodie of Mr. Slickers. I'm going to stand up on my tippy toes. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, you know, launching the new brand, had to represent with some merch. So can't. I'm still uh, waiting for my hoodie of Good Morning Hospitality, but it's clearly lost. Clearly Clearly lost. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we need to just have you send you the the graphics. We'll have a company print it there and you just pick it up. I love that. Well, I'll call in a favor. I'll be like, do you know who I am? Do you know who we are? 
But you're going to put it sub logos everywhere for good <laughs> model of uh, hospitality FM, right? On the site and everything now. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna create a F1 F1 uh, style with all the brands that are represented. Did you watch it? No, no, I did not. I, I'm, I, it's not. I'm, I'm not a. It's not on I, TV in America. Come yeah, on. When it wasn't focused, right? People say it's become big because of Netflix and everyone's uh -huh. popular. I even even watched the net uh, the Netflix uh, side yet, and Christian was like, "Hey, you gotta watch. It's really good." I was like, "Look, man, I don't really watch a lot of stuff, and when I do, it's pretty much like industry Netflix related." Let's <laughs> <No. laughs> talk about entrepreneurship and then founding a company. This is almost the same as in the, as a raising team. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll see. We we'll see if we can do the comparison later, maybe. Uh, yeah, long story short. Um, anyways, we didn't record last week. So what's new with you two? I missed your faces and your voices, obviously, for the, the listeners. But um, yeah, I just miss seeing you guys. You know, well, been, come on. Fun. If this is honest, you were the ones okay. I know I just Monday. I'm not going to work out. I'm so busy. So. <laughs> well, okay. Hey, okay. So Golden was traveling. I was busy. I, look, we had the launch of Hospitality FM last week. Or not last week. Shit, was it a week? Anyways, it was a while ago. Uh, the Wednesday after we were uh, supposed to record, and yeah, I was just swamped. So thanks for giving me a break, you know, the one break that I asked for. <clears throat> Anyways, what, what's up with you guys? <laughs> Anything new? <laughs> All good here. Uh, finalized strategy for next year. So exciting times are coming. Coming days, we go with the team. Days we go to team for two days somewhere, so I uh, can't say too much because some things are surprised. But we're gonna take a team for a few days and uh, present the strategy of next year. So super excited for this one! Awesome. What about you, Golden? I uh, had a few days out in Scottsdale with uh, a number of industry folks. It was a good, good time. Um, you know, it's good. Thanks to, for the invite. Good to casually get to know people as well as professionally. And, you know, it's, there's just so much excitement and, and energy around the short term rental space and, and so much money continually flowing into it. So yeah. uh, really cool to, to be around so many leaders of, of the space. Uh, well, uh, not Golden, but Ross, you have a friend with you. So why don't you uh, introduce uh, who you got next to you side by side? It's rare that we can do some uh... by himself, but it actually is the founder of People's Society, which is a partner of Bedroom. But uh... yeah, correct. So uh, I, I just flew in today from uh, from the UK, um, as well Dutch nationality. So we're very proud what happened obviously uh, yesterday. So we we definitely uh, watched the Formula One races. Um, um, so yeah, uh, I launched the Tip Hospitality about uh, four months ago um, during the pandemic, and uh, and Michael and Bedroom uh, basically uh, became one of our partners. So that our members uh, within within the hospitality industry are actually as well, you know, enjoying um, a bit room um, as well a membership. So that's uh, that's great. And I, and I came here um, um, for yeah two days of strategic partnership uh, to see what we can do. And um, and yeah, very spontaneous. I was sitting in the office and 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 Michael came. Oh, I'm going to go on the the podcast. Uh, just uh, just join in. So yeah. yeah. So it's it's pretty cool because I I watch you guys um, uh, um, uh, normally on the podcast, but yeah. Actually, being in in one. It's, so we have one of the fans in the in the show. How amazing is that? I know we're just you know making <laughs> dreams come true. I love it. Uh, get him a hoodie. Uh, get him a hoodie. <laughs> uh, Second, yeah. also, one as well. 
<laughs> yes, there we go. We'll get you all the brands on your left shoulder there. Um, but no, it's cool because you were also featured as a startup of the week one time uh, in the earlier days of the show. So it's really cool to see, you know, the, you know, the mentions to then now having you uh, involved. So we're excited to have you and, and dive in because um, I know this week's an exciting uh, topic for a lot of our listeners uh, when it goes into entrepreneurship, um, startups. We talk a lot about funding and you know creating a, a business out of nothing pretty much and so it's going to be an exciting time uh we do have two segments that we go into it's uh startup of the week and of course what's with the noise um but before once we uh do that we'll go into the overall topic and i just want to give it a quick shout out to roy from autohost who's been watching consistently uh on facebook and giving us a thumbs up uh on the back end there so thanks roy for tuning in we we love you and auto host is uh amazing so good job um all right so what segment should we do today i think uh we'll go with let's do what's what's with the noise first and then start with the yeah. week yeah cool yeah okay. clearly clearly yeah all right here we go let's do it let's see grandma Good morning. Good to be back after a, a week of being away. And in that week away, we saw Vacasa go public. And it was all over everybody's feeds, I'm sure. Um, exciting day for the industry of, of short terminals to see the first behemoth go public. Um, since it went public, it's down like 15 or so percent. But long term, uh, I'm very favorable on how Vicasa can turn it around and, and become a continue to be a, a big industry leader. So congrats to everybody over at Vicasa. Well done. You've created a formula for success and also you know, raised the bar as well as raised interest levels in the segment. So well done. This week is ASO, Startup of the Week. I never heard about them before, but actually they, they raised $25 million. So pretty impressive. And what I understood is actually they're building a platform where you can use and actually use their technology, their infrastructure to sell your own tours and, and build your own platform there. So $25 million of investments. So pretty large round. Um, I think they're, they're London-based. Um, Impressive. So, guys, good luck. And I do believe this whole platform economy is changing a lot, and uh, we might have something interesting to announce in a few weeks. But uh, I'm not going to share this uh, now with you. Um, yeah, that's the start of the week. Um, it's actually interesting to see what is happening in the in the industry. I just shared a post today on LinkedIn, also regarding uh, F1 and startups comparison. Um, I hope some of you watched yesterday the raising of of Mark Verstappen. Actually, it's, I, I made this comparison before, um, just to summarize it quickly. Um, there was a whole season long they were competing against each other. It was the last race yesterday for four, 57 rounds. It seems to be that Lewis Hamilton should take the world title. In the <coughs> last round, our Dutch proud Max Verstappen actually passed and, and overtook. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, he became the world champion uh, of F1. Guy is 24 years old. So, uh, but it's Julian today, so I'm super proud he won yesterday. So... Uh, 
yeah, it was a special moment as a huge F1 fan. So uh, yeah, super cool. So I want to mention this one uh, here as well. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think I've ever met a bigger fan uh, than you so far. Uh, I never even heard of F1 until uh, you brought it up one time. So you know, now I got a lot of learning. This guy's 24, so that's younger than me by two years. So um, maybe I can learn a lesson or two from from his uh, racing skill. See, I think what is interesting is the mindset, and I think also when we're looking at entrepreneurs in general, the mindset what he has is this focus, this dedication, the motivation, the positivity and the self-confidence which is pretty impressive and if you see how much uh, media attention you get in the last weeks and they try even you see the the the, the, the massive mercedes who try to 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 make him actually smaller and try to get him actually nervous he didn't break and it's pretty important pretty impressive when you're 24 years old and um, mm. yeah actually fighting for a world title that you're so sharp so that's actually that's most impressive yeah and I think we talked about this when we first started Good Morning Hospitality, uh, or at least, yeah, no, because we started in the in the pandemic, um, was the, uh, we called them uh, COVIDpreneurs, right? The amount of businesses that started right in the middle or in the early days of the, the pandemic. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, granted, we, we did go over statistics on, how many would fail, probably stop, you know, they, yeah, they filed for a business license, but did they actually continue to create a product or a service um, that was scalable? But I think that just shows like that mindset right there when it comes to, you know, the world is completely unpredictable right now. Uh, you can't be like, I'm going to start a business when nothing is the same. We're going to, we're going to, you know, go day by day and just figure it out. Like a lot of people, that mindset is a very, it's a very challenging mindset to start into. And so the fact that that happened in the early days of COVID, um, I don't know. I think it speaks a lot on a, of the awakening of people being unhappy at their job or, you know, unhappy with their current life on what they're doing. They didn't find purpose. So, yeah, a lot of that goes in the mindset. So, Martin, how, how did you end up in travel? And then how did you end up founding a, a travel-based company? Yeah, well, um, as well during the pandemic, obviously, I was 19 years within the hospitality industry, um, general manager in my previous um, uh, um, job for a big corporation, Marriott, um, that, you know, went over with, uh, with, uh, <clears throat> with Starwood as well. And, uh, and during the pandemic, I saw that a lot of things had changed and uh, I've opened hotels, restaurants, etc. And, and actually the, the, the issues that we saw um, already before the pandemic of, you know, um, influctuations of occupancies within hotels, restaurants, you know, uh, and venues even got much stronger with the pandemic. So um, when we did start, I must admit that we didn't expect that the pandemic would be so long. You know, after a couple of months, you think, oh, we're going to reopen again. We're going to reopen again. And, and in the summer, uh, a year and a half ago, I thought, OK, this is the moment to step in. And then we went into a lockdown of five, six months. So it, it delayed everything. Um, and I think that makes it extremely tough. Um, I don't know what the, the figures were that you mentioned, how many startups will fail or will not continue. Um, and probably it was good that I didn't follow that podcast. <laughs> Otherwise, I probably have been already packed my bags. But I think that, that um, one of the key messages what we've learned is that um, our focus at one point was like, okay, this and this is what we want to do. We want to help hospitality uh, professionals and you know the companies to drive more footfall on the lower de demand days. But then you have to shift the mindset as well as where we saw that there, 
there was an, actually another big problem, and that's the staffing. You know, that we've seen that there is just no a lack of staff. Um, so, yeah, you have to change your mindset, even though you think, okay, this is what I want to do. Um, you know, we've changed our, our aim two or three times. Um, and I think that's when you have a startup. I think it's very important to work with founders or, you know, in your team with a mindset that you can adjust. So don't only go left, but, you know, you want to go to right. And I think that is what, what I've seen is that with, with um, you know, with great leaders like, like as Michael, when we were speaking about, uh, you know, about our product and what we are doing is that you help each other out. Uh, you know, you've been going through this for seven years and uh, um, uh, changing mindset. So I think try to get people around you that, that are experienced um, and, and that really helps you to, to, to get in there. So, yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that was my next question. Did you start this on your own or did you have a co-founder that kind of balances out your skill traits? Yeah, so we have two other uh, co-founders and everybody in their own, uh, you know, professional. So um, one is more looking at the finance part and the other one is extremely great in, in marketing and does our branding and social media. So really creating that community. And and and, and I'm uh, basically in the middle saying, OK, we're, you know, strategies, but as well partnerships, how we can grow the business. Um, and, and, and from day one, we've tried to look at global partnerships because our aim is to scale um, and not to stay only within the UK, but directly from day one, it's about, okay, who can you, who can you work with that eventually on the long term can, you know, can be very beneficial for you. So uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's important. And uh, yeah. And then it's adding, you know, advices and adding people that you admit missing your own team. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I relate to that really closely because I think in the beginning of the podcast for me, not just good morning hospitality, but the other one was, I had a lot of one-off partners, right? They wanted to join in for an episode or two or whatever. But I found the long-term strategic play was I don't want to partner with people one-off. It's not consistent. It's not sustainable. Um, but partnering with companies that can come along for the journey, that can be a part of the process and are growing with you in a lot of ways, but um, that have that same like mindset of being able to change your mind. If things aren't working out the way you planned it, um, it's okay to pivot. It's okay to try something new. And I think a lot of people understand that, um, especially in the startup world, like we talk about startups all the time. Um, and so I think that's the, like, for me, that's the most relatable thing is, uh, the long-term partnership plan is, is way more sustainable. And, uh, I think, yeah, like the way you're looking at it is totally a hundred percent correct and like, well yeah. done. Uh, Shout out to Andrew McConnell real quick. But one of the things that stuck with me when, when I was over at Rented years ago was you know, when you're starting a company, you wear five hats, right? Maybe more. But as you grow, you take off one hat at a time until you're doing what you're best at. And you go in order of, I'm worst at technology. Let me hire a tech person. I'm worst at finance. Let me, let me bring in a, a financial yeah. person. So you just slowly start taking these hats off one by one. When, you know, when you're launching, you're wearing all of them. Yeah. And no, I, like, I like that you're the co-founder. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Michael. No, but it's really the case. I remember the early days also of Bedroom when you had a super, a super small team. When you're just starting, then you might build a thing with four or five. You're just reaching out to hotels. I was making Photoshop of the website, et cetera. Now you, we have close to 90 people. Yeah, people. So on the other hand, you have for everything. You have somebody. I do miss those times sometimes because it's completely differently. 
to be honest, because it's nice to be really on top of the things. And I remember the days when I was reaching out to the IHGs and going to visit those hotels, try to convince them why they should join Bidroom and making the Photoshop. It is different now. I still enjoy it a lot, but it's a different phase. And I think you have yeah. to, and I think for, for, you see that sometimes in founding teams, not everybody's ready for a second phase or, and especially when you get investments, things are changing and, but you yeah. have to be ready for this. And you might sometimes see that some founders are not ready for it. I'm the only one left, but we started with three guys and the only founder left. So things yeah. are changing. Well, can I ask you three? So Michael, Michael and Martin, the, the triple M, uh, threat over there. Uh, so I'm in the phase, like I'm about to make an offer for my first real employee on the media side. I'm about to send her a proposal, make her an offer, have her join the team full time, get everything set up my first time ever. So I'm like really excited, but you guys are both one Martin and uh, Michael Ross started a company where, you know, just two to three people, maybe just yourself golden. You were early days with rented early days with noise aware. And now you guys are at a big team scale where Michael Ross, you said 90 people, Golden, I have no idea how many. I meet a new noise aware person like almost every other day. Um, and and Martin, you guys are growing your team. So what's that? Just walk me through that journey. Uh, maybe go down memory lane. Uh, compare the two. Like, can you even compare what it's like from early startup to now being in that point where you have a, a full fledged uh, team behind the behind the power of the mission? Well, I still remember for my first company, I still remember the first employee, Benjamin. Then for my second company, Travel Service, I still remember Silvana. And even for Bidroom, it's Thomas. He was our first employee, actually. <laughs> and actually, he still works for us. So he was actually joining the, he was the first employee. That's, that's special. So it seems also, okay, they're loyal to, to what we're doing. But it's a special moment. I remember the first employee, which I really hired for my first company, was special, right? It was, okay, this you just, it becomes real. Right? I had this feeling, okay, now it was a one-man show, and then it becomes a real company. So those things are exciting. If I just advising a startup, just, just do it, right? Just, just go for it. And as soon as you have number one, number two will follow soon. And before you know, you have maybe a few people. And it's, it is also really nice to have a team around you because you can challenge each other, you can learn from each other. So uh, in every success, there's a team behind, right? And again, if I go to F1 back, you see that's all about the drive of Mark Verstappen, but there's 1,300 people working with him. And I just, so it's, it is always team effort and together you're stronger. So just, just indeed higher. Uh, it is and because also with more people, you can come further, right? You want to go scaling, you're launching your new, your new brand now. And if you want to make it successful and take it to the next level, you need people. Mm -hmm. For sure. Golden, yeah. what about you? What, tell me the, tell me the early days to now. Can I give us your, your journey through that? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Ah, sorry. Oh, I, I was, I, wait, I think I said golden, right? Michael? Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, Sorry. It's There's too many it, M's in this, in this room. Your, your first hires still need to be utility players, right? Mm -hmm. It's only until you get later and later in the, the business cycle that you're hiring specific specialists, right? Mm -hmm. If you go out and hire a content marketer, but what you really need is someone who understands all types of marketing, right? It's in, in the early days, you're gonna shoot yourself in the foot. And to Ross's point, there's people for, for every phase of a business. Uh, there's, there are startup people and there are people who are not startup people. And you know, as you transition, some, some folks will wash out and, and then you, you hire more later stage company types that wouldn't thrive in, chaos and disorganization, but 
that people who do thrive in the chaos and disorganization don't thrive in extreme amounts of structure. So mm-hmm. it really, to Ross's point, you know, you'll make hires and you'll want to see those people with you forever, but good <clears throat> chance that they won't be. Yeah. Um, good chance that they're looking for, you know, whatever suits them and their personalities best. Well, it's a big shout out to Steve Trover with Better Talent because it's a conversation we had uh, not too long ago when we were talking about this. So, yeah, I totally agree. Martin, what about you, man? Tell me tell me your guys' uh, experience with all this. Well, I think uh, where you want to hire very quickly because you are doing everything. And I think that was my biggest learning that, uh, you know, I'm always working in a big team. Being a GM, you have, you know, 200 people that you can delegate your, your task with. And now out of the blue, you have to do everything yourself, like mm-hmm. build your own website, do all the marketing, every, everything. Yeah, okay, you can't hand out anything else to anybody. And in the beginning, you have no, basically, no, no, no money to actually hire somebody in as well. So luckily, um, within we had a, with the pandemic, we took it in our advantage that a lot of people have lost their job during the time or they were on furlough or they, you know, didn't have a full-time job at the moment. So we were able to actually have a lot of people for a couple of hours a week and said, oh, Matana, you know, who were normally in my team who worked with me before, they said, I would love to help you out. So we utilized that for the first couple of months. A lot of people just, you know, helping us out. Very often it's on commission basis. If they are successful, they, you know, we, we can pay in. And this is how you grow. But I think it's um, exactly what you say is that you need to find somebody that really fits that, you know, that profile who wants to, do that startup because it's not nine to five. You have to, you know, it's not like, okay, this is your job description and this is what you're going to do. Um, and actually we, we, we just um, hiring this week, um, 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 a very great uh, candidate just from school, graduate, having difficulties finding a job. Um, so obviously helping us out and we can help her out. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, really finding but the, the, why we wanted to hire her was really because of her mindset. She was keen to learn more about uh, startups, um, about marketing, assist us with us, and and this is how you can grow. So yeah, it's not directly somebody with a lot of experience, but any every help in the beginning, uh, you know, uh, helps us again to focus on some other things. But uh, I think yeah, hiring the right people is is extremely important with the right attitude. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point that jogs the memory of like. When I joined Noiseware, I wrote my own job description, right? <laughs> versus, versus everyone who joins now, it's like, these are the tasks you're doing and that's it, right? You stay in this box. So you'll you'll go through this transition of, I need someone to do this. You write your job description, tell me what you're going to be doing, and then we'll see if that aligns with what we need you to be doing and what, you're, what you want to do, your skill set, what you want to learn. Um, but yeah, as you as you get later and later and more and more employees, you can't do that anymore. Well, I think not much many people who start in bedroom, they still have the same role, same job, because during this, you can see, okay, they have different kind of, um, well, maybe they have more value. They say, okay, I would like to move somewhere else. So you can see actually they are, might fit better somewhere else. So I think not much people actually, they're still in the same, on the mm-hmm. same role when they started actually in here. So. Somebody's joined for, for sales as a director of operation. You know, well, you know, Christian from the show, he joined the biz dev team actually. Now he's just taking care of the events and the podcast, etc. So a lot of things are changing. I think that's good. I think you should mm-hmm. see this flexibility. And if you see the people fitting somewhere else, mm-hmm. why not? And things are changing anyway constantly. You can see the same before we had a marketing team. We don't have a marketing team anymore. We moved completely to business development. People are getting different roles. 
I think as a company, you have to be, especially in a startup, you have to be agile, mm-hmm. able and, and flexible, right? You mentioned flexibility so many times in the last uh, one and a half, two years. But I think the same for when you're working for a startup, you have to be flexible. Some things you have to move all of, all of you to the left. Sometimes you see things are changing. Okay, maybe we implement a different business model, different strategy. Everybody <coughs> goes to the left. We saw it. We had people fo- focusing on user acquisition. Then it was March 2020. So completely stopped user acquisition. Folks completely on the hotels. People were reshifting and... And people loved it, right? It's okay. And keep this flexibility, the same in our engineering team. We don't have people specifically on uh, on a task. We have a team, I think, of 50 developers, and they're changing tasks all the time. And it keeps them actually motivated. And that's why I think the culture is super important, right? And even though how difficult it is, I just said we're taking the team for a few days somewhere. Um, and this culture is really, really important. That you have to need the same mindset and the same, okay, let's go for it, because it is different, right? Things are less structured than in a corporate company. But uh, much more fun, and I and I agree. I think that that's the great thing. What you what you mentioned there, Michael, is <clears throat> that culture. And I think that's the great thing. But what really what I'm looking forward to is that hiring more people and setting your own culture. I come from a corporate background where it's always already there is a culture, and you have to adapt to a bigger, a different culture. And you can obviously put your own um, spin to it. But I think that's the that's the great thing that um, you know people that you create that culture that is really yours, that you believe in your values. I think, uh, yeah, that's that's something really cool. But Will, for, for how did this feel? Because years ago, of course, you were also GM. You were now in that, well, you, you're really growing your business. You launched mm-hmm. Hospitality FM. It's a new venture. It's a lot of attention in media in the last day. So well done. Thank uh, you. But for you, it's also, of course, different. I think a year, two, two years ago, it was still, you were in a different situation. Now you're just launching Recreation Rentals, Hospitality mm-hmm. FM. Good Morning Hospitality is one of the most popular podcasts in hospitality nowadays. So, uh, well, it's like I, for me, I never saw it. I saw the podcast becoming a full time, I wouldn't say job, as in to put like that, that term on it. Um, but I think I lost you guys in my headphones. Um, anyways, hang on, my audio is all messed up. Yep. <clears throat> Shoot. Right, right when he's saying he's making podcasting his full time job. Yeah. yeah, there we go. There we go. It switched. <laughs> up. I touched. I touched my uh, my headphone and it moved out. Um, no, I was gonna say like podcasting was becoming my full time job, and I was like, man, I'll like people would ask me what I was doing for a living. I was like, yeah, you know, I run a podcast, and like, granted, yeah, it's grown a lot. We've grown a big audience. Um, but I think with Hospitality FM, it's definitely helped me understand like my passion for the podcasting world rather than just being a podcaster it's i love helping other podcasts i love the audio space when it comes to voice and other technology and um partnerships like my my passion is like i don't want to produce content in the sense of being the editor and the graphic designer and the post-production team but i I love promoting it i love uh having those conversations i love aligning with people and companies so finding a you know, hopefully this first employee, she'll take on the stuff that she's passionate about, which is editing and producing and and uh, creating. And then I'll I'll be powering the back end to make sure that she continues to make uh, her her uh, salary. So, yeah, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be fun Two two comments on that one. Like when you're selling your business, you're selling your story. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so. We, we heard Martin's a, a few minutes ago and we've heard Ross's uh, a bunch, but <laughs> Will, like you're, you're on this journey of, 
I started a podcast and then I got a lot of traction and then I had a bunch of people asking me to collaborate and then we you built Hospitality FM. Okay, that's the type of thing that investors look for when they're funding businesses is somebody who sees opportunity and navigates through it, not so stuck on their one singular business model that they won't see other opportunities ahead of them. Um, not to, not to, overlook like constantly pivoting and changing is a terrible terrible thing you should not do that but being able to see the next steps is yeah. important and super cool to see hospitality fm get get launched yeah, yeah. Are super proud but indeed the investors are investing in people they're not investing in the id they're investing really in people that's so important that people are actually making this work and again super shout outs to, to will super excited for us at the fm and but Michael, the other question, do you ever tell people when it's, it's pretty cool to say that you're a podcaster, right? So if you're just meeting people, say, yeah, I'm a, a noise aware, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a podca pro podcaster. You just never mentioned this. <laughs> you know, it, I know it's cool. It's I say it's awesome. kiss, but, but when it does and people like, uh, you know, they kind of laugh and they're like, no, like <laughs> we, we get, we get like, you know, 12, 13, 1400 listens a, a week. It's, it's yeah. not nothing, right? We've got, yeah got a good audience and it, it only continues to grow each week. So shout out to everybody who's listening. Um, Martin, tell all your friends. <laughs> I do. I actually, especially to the kids of Naomi. So her classmates of Naomi, my daughter, actually it's super cool to say that her dad is a podcaster. So I think they just know I have a podcast. They don't even know what I'm doing else, but it's for them, it's cool, right? So yeah. my nieces uh, that live in Florida, my contact on their phone is Slick Talk. That's all it is. They don't, they don't know anything else. So it's uh, it's pretty funny. Um, okay, so normally we do what's uh, whose brand is it anyways? Uh, I was not Marriott now. Come on, otherwise I, I was gonna say I can't do Marriott and I can't do ISG uh, with you two. Um, I best actually Western. Pull, <laughs> best Western. You got it. That that was it. <laughs> about about time you got one right. Finally got one right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But you're right again, Golden. Yeah, but uh, we have to uh, we have to wrap up the show here. So I want to give out one quick shout out to our sponsor, uh, Journey. Uh, Journey is an awesome, uh, not only a platform, but they're an operator. So they manage multifamily buildings, uh, apart hotels, uh, all these good types of uh, experiential uh, stays. So check them out at Journey J U R N Y dot com. And uh, Martin, my man, where can listeners find out more about you? Obviously, we'll put it in the show notes. But um, for anyone who wants to know about Tip Hospitality, where can they go? Where can they follow, like, and subscribe and all that good stuff? Yeah, perfect. So um, um, it's on the website, Tip Hospitality. So super easy. It's not about always tipping, but it's sharing experiences. So that's the community that we created. Where do you want to go? Where can you get discounts, um, et cetera? Um, so we're on Instagram, uh, very lively, bold, um, and, and uh, really a community that you want to join, even if you don't always go out. Um, so yeah, tiphospitality.com. Uh, that's where that's where you can find us. Awesome. Well, like I said, everything will be in the show notes there for you guys. Um, and I think we got Roy back from uh, uh, Host watching again. So thank you, Roy. And you guys, it was great to see your faces after a week off. Thanks for all the support with the launch of Hospitality FM and everything else that we're all doing uh, on the side. So thank you guys. And we'll see uh, everyone again next week. Ciao.